0: Welcome to Coffee Talk with Crystal. I am Crystal Grafton Combs, host of this podcast and international president of Alpha Omicron Pi. This podcast is a personal project designed to connect with the women of our fraternity and our greater community of sisters and friends. Sometimes I will answer questions from our sisters or talk about something that happens to be on my mind, and others I will invite friends to do the same. So thank you for listening. And now let's get to the next episode. Welcome to the podcast, Allie. How are you? I am good thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you not only because you are an AOPI sister but because I also get lots and lots of compliments when I show off and wear all of the fun things that come from your shop which is one of the reasons that we are talking today you are an amazing AOPI sister who is doing great things and I would love to share that story but first we will do what we always do and start with your aopi story
1: yeah absolutely well thanks again for having me um i am a proud initiate of the theta I chapter um 2003 the fall of 2003 i was initiated and what's funny is my whole family is greek from my dad my mom grandparents, aunts, uncles, sisters, we all are connected some way in the Greek community. And, you know, when we would do um, college visits, my mom and dad always made it a point to drive past the Greek houses or the Greek community to show it off because it was so important in their life that they wanted it to be a part of our lives, but never did they direct us one way or the other. They just thought it was a great place, especially for going out of state for me, uh, for school, that it was a great place to just have that instant friendship and that instant kind of sisterhood um, away from home. So, um, was involved with AOPI, did many different, um, positions. And then even as early as just last year, um, I just, um, or or as early as my, I guess, I guess when I graduated seven years after I was the advisor for Phi Upsilon's recruitment, but because of the boutique, I had to kind of step away for a little bit. So, but I hope to get back volunteering here soon. Well, I
0: feel sure that they will welcome you with open arms. So that is yeah. super exciting. Let's talk about the boutique. So yeah. you have the Leopard Hanger Boutique. Did
1: you always know that you wanted to work in fashion? Um, some aspect of fashion, yes. So in high school, I worked after school in a local boutique and then college when I would come home on breaks, um, I would work back at the boutique and I did everything from, you know, the customer service, but then I started to learn the visual merchandising, you know, how to do the layouts of the store. Um, One of the boutique owners at the time took me to market, which was really exciting. I learned about different vendors. Um, I learned all the, you know, retail and wholesale pricing. So I learned a lot of the behind the scenes and I thought that was really cool, but it been something that I went to school for. So I continued to go down my path of what I went to school for and, you know, graduated college and have been, you know, working a full-time job for 13 years at my current company. Also while maintaining, opening this boutique a couple years ago. So I knew at one point I wanted to do it. I just didn't know when.
0: So let me ask you this. What is your current career versus what is all things leopard hanger?
1: Yep. So I have been working for a company called One America Financial Services, and I'm a meeting and event planner. So I do all of our incentive um, sales meetings, all of our um, kind of like educational and training meetings and events. So I get to travel the world. I get to travel um, domestic international, and then we get to do a lot of events. So it's a fun time. I really enjoy it. Um, And then in addition to starting the boutique a couple of years ago.
0: That's really exciting. And you know, it is a little bit different, but it's equally as creative in my mind. So what inspired you to open your own
1: business? Yeah, I really wanted to create a boutique that was size inclusive and budget friendly. There are so many misconceptions about boutiques that only certain sizes or certain budgets can shop there. And I felt that way when I was younger, and that's not the case. There are so many boutiques that you can shop at that fit your style. And so I just wanted to create that for anybody that wanted a boutique that you know would have all range of sizes and that could work, whether you have a big budget to spend or a low budget to spend. You know, people constantly are asking me, you know, hey, you know, what kind of dress should I wear to this, or what kind of earrings, or what do you think about this, or what compliment me on my shirt? And so just all of that kind of hyped me up and inspired me to say, you know what, I really want to do this. I have the experience, so so let's do it. So I I dove in, wrote a business plan and 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 took off and, and here we are today.
0: What has been your biggest challenge as you have you know, we all have business plans and inevitably at some point they get thrown out the window because life just never quite seems to follow that plan. I would love for you to share what has been your biggest challenge, but then also your greatest accomplishment
1: as part of this process. Sure. So I think my biggest challenge has been when to excel. Like when am I going to put my foot on the gas pedal for growth. So at the beginning, so many of us are like, I want big numbers, I want big growth. I wanna make all the money in the world. And yes, that is what I want, that is a huge dream. But I also have to think about balance between my full-time job, my relationship with my family and friends, and then the boutique. I can't put all my eggs in one basket and be spread thin. And I have been spread thin in other things that I've done in life. So really just trying to keep that steady pace has been really important to me. It's been important to keep that customer service level, the reputation of my boutique, and also, just like my my sanity. Um, so now that I have people that are helping me with the boutique, I'm able to really start putting my foot down on the gas pedal, so I can accelerate, and so we can grow more. You know, we're looking at doing you know pay digital marketing now. We're looking at you know really marketing and really trying to grow the boutique even more. But I was always really hesitant because, again, while growth can be a good thing, it can also be a really bad thing. So you just have to juggle that timing there.
0: Now for people who don't understand the difference between sharing your information on social media and with your friends and paid digital marketing, if I understand properly, that is a big leap. Like that's not only is it a financial investment, but then you have to be able to support it with the inventory and able to sell the products because you don't want to drive someone to the site and
1: everything to be sold out, right? But Right, that is correct. That is absolutely correct. So there is a difference between that and yes, the financial impact and then as well as just make sure, you're, make sure you maintain that inventory, um, but also that service level because once you start growing, you know, response time, to inquiries about sizing customer service issues or whatever you have to be able to um beyond that and and get back in a timely manner you know you know the speed of the internet if something doesn't open the browser doesn't open how frustrated do we get we click out of it and that's what we don't want at the boutique we don't want somebody to just give up because they're having an issue so i have to make sure that i'm backing that up with the people um the finances the inventory to make sure we're successful and so, your greatest accomplishment in the midst of all of this—I think just creating the boutique. You know, having a full-time job. Um, you know, and doing this. But I think the the biggest accomplishment is the kind of the fun part. The. The photos I get from customers saying, look at this top on me. I feel so confident. I love that I was able to afford this really cute shirt, you know, of $40 or whatever the price would be. You know, that makes me feel so good. The power of just the word of mouth of growing my business has been so big. So that's what I love. You know, no message that ever says, I love my stuff will ever go just, it's, it's a good feeling. I love it every single one of them is important to me. And that's when my biggest accomplishment is making others feel good.
0: I love this, you know, and there is in, especially this past year when we have been in a time that everything is yoga pants and a blouse on top, as the world begins to come back together, there is a real opportunity to dress up and feel good, right? I love to dress up. I love to play in makeup and wardrobe and it, it really is about what makes you feel fabulous. And I love that this is what makes you happiest in what you do. But let's talk about one of the newest things you have launched as part of your boutique, and that is your app, which I have downloaded and love. Because I am not the girl that's on social media all the time, I try to pop on a couple of times a day, wish some friends happy birthday, check in on people, but then inevitably I have missed a live presentation or I've missed where you can go in and and mark sold and put your size and these things kind of scare me just a little bit (laughs) so when you launched the app that was 100% speaking to me talk
1: to me a little bit about that process Yeah, well, we're excited you downloaded the app. So this is new. So we just got the app about three months ago, so the beginning of 2021. And you're you're right. You hit it right on the head. We are so addicted to social media. A lot of us are on it, and we're attached to our phones, which is huge. But when you open up social media, you are just inundated with so much that you have to constantly scroll. So I was tired of the scroll, and so I said, I want to have a one-stop shop place or just the leopard hanger. So I worked with um, you know a company and we developed this app that truly is a new experience on how to shop because we do live sales throughout the week that are inside of the app and also on social media, or you can just shop and it's just a couple clicks slide a button, and then you've made a purchase. So it's pretty easy. Um, We love it. Our sales have more than doubled in three months just from downloading or just from getting this app and having people download it. So it's been huge to us.
0: Well, and I have to tell you, the things I have bought have been on the app because, again, the other stuff, I just never seem to quite get the timing right. And then I'm like, oh, I can go right to the app and buy that. And it it really is. Like a lot of people say, oh, it's two clicks and it's really 27 clicks later. It really is super fast and super easy. So it
1: speaks to me. Great. We love hearing that. I always tell people, it's so easy. Just download it. And then you don't miss anything. You can set up the notifications for stuff. And everything's embedded in there. And truly, you can check out, you can find something you like and check out in under a minute. It's awesome. I love it. I love this.
0: Now, let's talk about, you've been through... Quite an adventure these last couple of years. You have launched this business. You are moving toward what people call scaling in an industry. You now have an app. Like these are all really big things. What advice would you offer to someone who may be interested in opening their own online business?
1: Right. I think the biggest thing I mentioned earlier was was developing and writing that business plan. I think I wrote it and readapted it and changed it and edited it at least seven or eight times. It's just, it's just important to see because we all have these great ideas. I mean, Sarah Blakely, who invented Spanx, says everybody in their lifetime has come up with at least one or two million dollar ideas. And then it's like great we have this idea now what do we do with it and so that was really important to me to sit down and really focus on it that's not the fun part you know starting a business there are fun parts, and then there's the not so fun parts, And this is the not so fun part. You know, I definitely would recommend hiring an attorney, especially in the fashion industry, you know, naming rights to your boutique, the logo, trademarking, all that kind of stuff are really important. So I'm, I'm more honing in on the fashion industry here about, you know, advice if, if you wanna start that. And then also I think it's important to find a mentor, find somebody who's currently in that role, ask them questions. You know, it's not a competition, you know, a big thing Thing for me, is it's community over competition. So, how can I help support somebody else to get them to follow their dreams? And that's really important to me. Um, and then you just kind of have to know the industry. So, if you're interested in opening up a boutique, start going to your local boutique. Start looking at brands. Start, you know, talking to people. Buy it. Wash it. See how it feels. See how the cut is on certain things. So, I think you just have to start doing your research early before just jumping right in.
0: Okay. So, I have to ask you as vaccines begin to get rolled out and as we start to be able to go places in public again and we are required to do more than just like waste up on <laughs> Zoom and all the fun platforms. Tell me if you can or if you will share, what do you see as the trends coming into spring and summer that we're going to look
1: forward to that we'll be able to find on your app? Right. Big trends that we're seeing are lace and crochet, especially in tops, um, a little bit of fringe. Also, don't be scared, but a little bit of the wide leg palazzo pants or a flare jean are coming back. So, but they're pairing all of that with a much tighter fitting top on the top. So, you know, they always say you should balance this. So if you're wearing a real skinny jean, you should wear something a little looser on top. If you're gonna wear something looser on the bottom, you should wear something on, fitted on top. Doesn't mean that we have to all follow it, but those are some of the trends we're seeing. Um, A big color that we're seeing is lemon. So if you like the yellows, the mustards, or like kind of that limoncello color, there's a lot of that that's coming out here for summer, um, which will be really pretty. I think with a a nice golden tan.
0: (laughs) I love everything about this. Even though I can't tan, this is as tan (laughs) as I ever get. And we're recording in March. (laughs) So tell me last but not least how can people find you download the app connect with you all things alley
1: Yeah, they can find The Leopard Hanger on Facebook. Um, You can find our page or our group. You can download the app in the Apple or Google Play Store by just searching The Leopard Hanger. It's free. It's super, super easy, and we would love to have you. And in addition, for everybody listening to the podcast, we want to get 15% off by using the code ROSES, all caps, R-O-S-E-S, and it's valid through June 1st.
0: You just made me the happiest AOPI in the world. I am so excited. Allie, thank you for talking to me. Thank you for sharing your experience for the trends that are coming on the horizon. And for everyone who was driving or just needs to hear it one more time, this episode will air on April the 30th. The code ROSES, all caps, R-O-S-E-S, is good until June the 1st. And I thank you so much for joining us. And for everyone out there listening, as always, thank you. Until next time, stay safe and be well.